Hello, friends. Welcome to another podcast. My name is Dr. Jason Wiggins, and I am your Gen Z and Millennial Expert. Welcome to episode number 93. Today is Tuesday, January 26th, 2021. I hope everybody is having an awesome day. I know I'm fired up. I just got done teaching a, a, a business internet class. And we had a great discussion today about the internet and privacy and how people are being censored these days and how everybody should look at it as, you know, you are all being watched. We're all being watched. So we always need to be mindful of the things that we do. And know that what we write or what we post or the actions we uh, have done are likely going to get us in trouble if we uh, do not do the right thing. And so I would caution everybody, if you start at a young age, be careful what you do and think of any of the actions that you do do that they may be watched. And therefore, you could get yourself in some serious trouble either at that point or maybe somewhere in the future where a potential employer or somebody sees a tweet or a post or whatnot that could get you in trouble. But anyways, that's what we talked about during class today. And uh, I do want to get into that on a later discussion, in which we will. But today, I want to talk about emotional intelligence versus uh, IQ. So you got EQ versus IQ. And are they the same? No, they're definitely different. And most people would say that if you have a high IQ, you may have a lacking EQ or emotional intelligence. Now, that's not to say that's always true. But the question is, think about this for a second. What you know of emotional intelligence, would you rather have a high emotional intelligence or would you rather have a high IQ? So think about that for a second. If you could have one or the other, what would you want? As Gen Z and millennials, as leaders that manage them, or if you are a Gen Z and millennial leader, think about that for a second. If you're managing other people, which one would be better for you as a manager? Nine times out of 10, most people will choose emotional intelligence or EQ over IQ. Why? Because of how you're able to develop a rapport, develop a relationship with your employees that will help foster success either in the workplace excuse me, in the workplace or, you know, in, in projects or whatever it may be. Overall, emotional intelligence is the ability to understand and manage your own emotions and those of the people around you. For leaders, having emotional intelligence is essential for success. After all, who is more likely to succeed? A leader who shouts at his or her team when he's under stress or a leader who 
who stays in control and calmly assesses the situation. And, and I think I've been uh, mistakenly stating EQ. It's actually EI, emotional intelligence. So I do apologize for that. But emotional intelligence has five distinct areas that were determined back in the mid-1990s by a psychologist by the name of Daniel Goldman, who in popularized the emotional intelligence. And these were the key elements that he determined were part of the success of emotional intelligence. It was self-regulation, self-awareness, empathy, social skills, and motivation. When you think about high IQ, what do you think about? You might think of somebody that you would characterize as nerdy. Again, I'm not characterizing, but in generality, they could be sitting at a computer and figuring out what the next math formula is. But that's not always true. High IQ is understanding people's emotions, understanding your own emotions. And when somebody seems like they're distraught, or they're having a bad day, they're upset. As a good leader, you can determine something may be wrong and it may help you determine how you're going to approach that individual or if you're going to approach that individual. And then you have to decide what is more the important step to take. So let's talk about those five aspects of emotional intelligence. And for, first, as we mentioned, it's self-awareness. Self-awareness is being aware when you're in a leadership position. That means you have a clear picture of your strengths and your weaknesses. You need to know what you're good at and what you're not. And you need to make sure you behave with humility. And that is a key aspect of developing uh, emotional intelligence. When you develop emotional intelligence, you will understand that when you have that awareness, you're arming yourself with a big-time tool, a tool to understand people, a tool to know that what's relevant and what's not, and that will help you overall succeed as a manager. The second aspect is self-regulation. Self-regulation will help you determine the tools that you need to be able to uh, take it to the next level. If you don't possess those aspects that are important uh, for regulating your own self. So you want to slow down, be calm, uh, don't yell at people, uh, find a way to meditate if that's what it takes. Those are important aspects. Another aspect is empathy. What is empathy? Empathy is understanding how the other person feels. Uh, if they're sick or you know they're sick and, and they come to work, the important thing is to show empathy. Show that you care. Show that you have understanding. Or maybe if they've been working late and you can see they're upset because they work late so often, show that empathy. Say, hey, I, I noticed you've been working late and I know we've had a lot of projects. Uh, you know, what I can do is let's see if we can try to minimize how late you work. And that way we can maybe have you 
take a Monday off a Monday morning, and that will help them. Another one is social skills. Social skills is another key aspect of emotional intelligence. Being able to collaborate with others, being able to talk to people, being able to work together within a group project. You know, social skills are relevant not only in the workplace, but within school, business, everywhere you go, the key aspects are that you can you can uh, collaborate with others, you can get the best of both worlds by working on projects, but at the same time, developing developing your skills that make you successful, not just in your current position, but that make you successful within the future as well. So again, those are important aspects to keep in mind. And, and the next aspect is motivation. Motivation is extremely important part of emotional intelligence because sometimes emotional intelligence, if you don't have it, you can take away somebody's motivation. And why? Because people, uh, if they're motivated, they will become, they'll come ready to go to work. They'll be excited about the day. But if you have a manager that doesn't understand that and that maybe is demotivating, this will cause major issues with the employer. When they become, excuse me, with the employee, if they become demotivated, you just lost that employee. And so therefore, if you just are a leader that walks around with your head down and don't understand that your actions that you provide could actually demotivate the employee, uh, that's very concerning. So know where you stand. Determine how motivated you are to lead. So you can see clearly how motivated you are by how you show passion for what you do. If you show passion for what you do, there's a good chance your employee will also understand that passion. And optimism that's another aspect of motivation that people don't realize. When you're optimistic about what you're doing and you believe that the outcome is likely going to be successful, even if it fails, people will see that, you know what, you were on target to succeed. And that target for success uh, might have been reached, but maybe there's a few glitches. Maybe there's a few mistakes made along the line. But if you're hopeful and you think something good is going to happen, then there's a good chance it is going to happen. So as Gen Z and millennials, these five aspects of emotional intelligence, again, uh, self-awareness, being aware of who you are, again, slow down, keep a journal uh, of how you, what's important to you and so you know your strengths and weaknesses. Uh, number two, self-regulate. Again, know your values. Hold yourself accountable. Practice being calm. Don't start yelling at people and getting uh, up in an uproar. Remember, your actions and how you regulate yourself will determine your success as a leader. And as we talked about in previous podcasts, if you make some glaring mistakes that maybe uh, you will not be able to come back from within an organization, that could hurt you within your organization. And you might have to look for other opportunities. 
So that's why don't make those mistakes early on. Hold yourself accountable and practice being calm. We just talked about motivation. Um, you know, look at why you're doing the job. Why are you leading? Find that passion. Find that success. Are you leading because you want to see the success of individuals? Or are you leading because you want to see, be, see the success of the organization? Or are you leading because you want to see yourself within a position of authority? Now, if that's the reason why you're leading, then you really need to take a look at why you're leading because a position of authority is not a good way to lead. Uh, don't because you got to take that. You don't want to take that authority for granted. And the number four was empathy. The first thing about empathy to improve your empathy is put yourself in someone else's position. It's easy to support your own point of view. Why? Because it's yours. But take the time to look at situations from other people's perspective. Remember, also pay attention to your body language. You may be listening to somebody, but you might have your arms crossed, maybe moving back and forth like you're ready to get out the door. Your body language will tell others how you really feel about the situation. Maybe you act like you care, but your actions, your body language show that you don't. In another aspect of empathy, respond to feelings. You know, again, we talked about the example of working late, those extra hours. Make sure they understand that A, you're appreciative. B, you're going to try to minimize those hours. And C, maybe you'll be able to give them extra time off. And last but not least, we talked about social skills. Leaders who do well in social skill elements of emotional intelligence are great communicators. They're just as open to hearing bad news as good news. Now, isn't that crazy? Because they're rarely satisfied with leaving things as they are. They don't just sit back and make everyone else do their work. They set examples with their own behavior. So how do you build social skills? Well, you learn conflict resolution. One. And number two is improve your communication skills. How well do you communicate overall? Think about that. And, and now you want to figure out how you can improve it. And number three, learn how to praise others. The forgotten aspect of praising others is utilize a handwritten note. Remember, a handwritten note is where you put a pen to a paper and you say, good job. It doesn't have to be monetary. It can be a nice note saying, thank you for the work that you do. It's greatly appreciated. And this organization is moving in the right direction because of you. Words are powerful. Words are some of the most powerful things that every human possesses as a leader. Your actions, your words, and your leadership, and your emotional intelligence, your EI versus IQ are important aspects. Again, it's important to be intelligent. It's important to have a high IQ. But don't let a high IQ be everything. You don't hire based on somebody's high IQ. You hire somebody on how they sell themselves in the job interview. That's typically how you hire somebody. So when somebody comes into a, a job interview, they have to be able to show emotional intelligence, social skills. They have to be able to show that they can communicate. 
that they can have a good understanding of individuals and their past work will help them or help you as a as an employer also notice that so again emotional intelligence is very important if you don't have it or you're developing it then keep working at it and if you do have it continue to improve it because emotional intelligence was born in 1995 but the reality is we've always had to possess emotional intelligence and now that we're cognitive of it as gen z and millennials leaders and those that lead them it's going to become more apparent that we understand the success and the failures of others can be due to emotional intelligence so again i want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast uh, the listenership has been wonderful we've got people from all over the world listening and please subscribe like encourage your friends family co-workers to listen we do keep the podcast short because we want to make sure that we can provide content on a daily basis and give you just a, a tidbit of how you can improve uh, you know your your daily lives uh, as gen z and millennials or maybe we can provide you some content that's going to be helpful and more important than anything we want to make you or not make you but we want to show optimism we want to show that anything's possible and I think that's the main reason why I do these podcasts is because I am a motivated, I am an optimistic person, and I want to share that. So if, if any of you do something wonderful and it's due to the podcast, please drop me an email at jason at jwigginsconsulting.com or, or via our website, genzandmillennialexpert.com. As always, Thank you. If you're listening in the morning, afternoon, or at night, be careful, be safe, and I look forward to talking to you tomorrow, Wednesday, on the next podcast. Thank you again. Take care. Bye-bye.